Welcome to the Revo Podcast. Revo Church is one church in multiple locations with a vision to spark a revolution of life change through Jesus. We hope to accomplish this through our core values of love big, serve hard, live bold, grow deep, and move forward. For more information on our service times and locations, please visit our website at discoverrevo.com. Hey, if, if you have a kid uh, today inside and they didn't get a bag when you walked in, we'd love for them to have one. They got a little sheet of paper in there that uh, helps them take notes during the message. If they're not a note taker, there's a word search in there. You're welcome. Uh, but all of our, our, our world crew packed those bags. So they're in the back. If you're a parent, you want to jump up, we'll, uh, we'll let you do that right now so that they can engage in it. Um, I, I got a, an article that, that I read this week uh, that talked about... Um, a big change in airlines moving forward. I don't know if you saw this. I had the opportunity to travel and speak a good bit. And um, when you get on a plane, you cannot use your cell phone. Uh, It's such a thing that Apple has a button on their phone that says you can switch it to airplane mode. Because whenever you get on that airplane, undoubtedly somebody did some research and they were afraid uh, that if you were on Instagram, that it was gonna make the plane crash, right? Okay, so big studies, like, and I'm a rule follower. I gotta be honest, I'm a rule follower. And so when that, when that man or woman gets over the loudspeaker on the plane and says, power down your phone or turn it to airplane mode, I do it, right? I'm not trying to stick it to the man and die on an airplane. And so, but uh, another thing about like being a rule follower, sometimes I get frustrated when other people aren't following the rules. And so like, we're, we're getting ready to take off and homeboy beside me is still updating his Twitter. And like, I'm close to hitting the little button to call the person to come back here. Like I'm close to causing a scene. Cause like, I don't want to die on a plane crash because you were trying to get your Twitter updated before you took off or you were FaceTiming your sweetheart. Like I'm not trying to do that. Um, but, but there's a new study out that says what we've probably known for the last 20 years. Uh, planes do not crash if you have your phones on. In fact, in 2023, most major airlines said that they're going to drop the no phones allowed and allow people to uh, use their phone. And uh, interestingly enough, they have found out a way to charge you for Wi-Fi on the plane. I'm sure that had nothing to do with it. Um, but you can get online while you are, are flying. But when you think about it, you can have the most expensive phone in the world, but when you flip it into airplane mode, it's useless. Can't do anything with it. It becomes a uh, $1,000 paperweight. And as I think about the upcoming year and think about that idea behind airplane mode and and having your life connected to something, I I get concerned about something because I believe a lot of Christians today have their spiritual life in airplane mode. They have just flipped it over and instead of being connected with God and and, and it bringing real purpose to their life, their life is a multi-thousand dollar paperweight because we're, we're not accomplishing what God designed and called us to do. We can't do that if we're not connected with, with him. And so that, that idea got me going. Now that, now that airplanes and airline companies are gonna allow you to connect to the internet to give your device its real power and purpose, what would it look like for you in 2023 to turn your spiritual life off of airplane mode? so that you could actually connect with God and accomplish the purpose and the calling that he's placed on your life. Think about what a game changer that would would be. So my question for you today and throughout this 21 days of prayer series and, and this under the cloud idea is, do you want to hear from God? 
Do you want to hear the voice of God in your life? Did you know that you could hear from God? That God still speaks to people today? If the answer was yes, uh, really, how deep of a relationship do you want with God? Let's go further. If the answer is yes, and you want a relationship, a deeper relationship with God, here's the question for you. What are you going to be willing to do to get it? How far would you be willing to go? What would you be willing to do? What kind of patterns would you put into life? Maybe an even better question than that is, what are you waiting for? to see your relationship with God move to the next level. I mean, it's January 1st, brand new year, new year, new you, right? You're all making resolutions. You're all making decisions about how my life is gonna be different and I'm gonna change and it's gonna be better and I'm not gonna be the same person that I was last year. What a better goal to have than to take a moment and say, what would it take for me to connect with God in a real way? What would it take for me to hear from God? And if I really wanted to do it, what am I waiting on? What am I gonna be willing to do to, to pursue that? I wanna show you a story tucked away in the book of Exodus, man, that honestly I've been thinking about for months now and just, just trying to figure out how this can redefine my year for the upcoming year. And as a church, I wanna share it with you. These are really four challenges that I have for you that if we could grasp these, it would change our lives. I'm telling you, this year would be different than any other year you've ever lived if you could grasp these concepts. And in Exodus chapter 33, we read a story about Moses, arguably the greatest leader in all of the Bible. I know when you went to Sunday school growing up, any question that was asked of you about the Bible, the right word was Jesus. Like, who's the greatest leader in the Bible? Jesus. Like, I'm gonna throw it in, Moses. Moses might be the strongest leader in all of the Bible. And in Exodus 33, Starting in verse seven, we read about a practice that Moses had that I believe set him up for the success that he saw in his life. And in verse seven, it says this, now, now Moses used to take a tent and pitch it outside of the camp some distance away, calling it the tent of meeting. Anyone inquiring of the Lord would go to the tent of meeting outside of the camp. Here's the first commitment that I wanna ask you to make. It's not a question that I'm asking you. Like, like I write the points to the message. I, originally I had this written down as a question. I was like, forget that. I don't wanna ask a question. I wanna make a commitment. Here's the first thing from, from, from verse seven. If you're taking notes, jot this down. I want to hear from God. Not do I want to hear from God, like just decide right now. You're a big boy, you're a big girl, like decide right now, commit right now. This year, I want to hear from God. Not can I, not would I, not is it possible. I want to hear from God. That'll change your 2023. To be able to hear and discern the voice of God I want to hear from God. The scriptures tell us that Moses would go, listen to this, outside of the camp, some distance away. How bad do you wanna hear from God? Because you know what it's gonna take? It's gonna take you getting outside of the camp some distance away. The, the tent that he set up was God's invitation to closeness, to intimacy, to being alone with God, to connection. What was happening inside the camp? That was where work was. That was where family was. That was where job was and where all the distractions were. Moses being surrounded by everything in his daily life said, hey, if I'm gonna get serious about hearing from God, I have to get outside of the camp. 
Like I have to get outside of the norm. I have to step outside of where all of the distractions are and set up a different environment where I can actually connect with God. Are you willing to do that this year? Are you willing to go outside of the camp? Wake up earlier, stay up later, have a room set up in your house where every morning you go and pray. Leave your phone out, unlock Netflix, like get all of that stuff out. How bad do you wanna hear from God? We're gonna find out. Like 2023 is not gonna be the year of excuses. We're gonna find out if you wanna hear from God. How bad you wanna hear from God is gonna be determined by how frequently you're gonna be willing to walk outside of the camp. Moses walked outside of the camp. Here's why that's so significant. Did you know that there are certain things that God will only share with you and will only speak to you in a whisper? Think about that. Multiple times in the Bible, the scriptures say that God communicates through a still, small voice. He communicates through a whisper. Here's the deal. The world communicates to you in shouting and yelling. God communicates to you through a whisper. You want to know why? Because the only way you can hear a whisper is if you're close. And that's what God desires, closeness. The only way you would be able to hear me if I whispered is if you were right beside me. And God says, I'm going to whisper because I want you right there. That's where I need for you to be, right there with me, outside of the camp, away from everything else. That's where you hear from God. That's where Moses connects with God. The purpose of the tent was to meet with God. And so Moses came up with this super creative title, the tent of meeting. (laughs) He wanted to make sure everybody knew this is the purpose of this time. You know what you need in your house? You need a chair of meeting. You need a corner of meeting. You need a time on your schedule of meeting where you decide this is more important than everything else. And I'm going to walk away from that and get in this time, this tent, this chair, this room, this point on my schedule and my calendar because I want to desperately hear from God. Man, I'm so thankful for the team of volunteers that serve at Revo on a weekly basis because you know what they're doing? They're essentially setting up a tent for you to get outside of your city so that you can come in and meet with God. There are people that show up on every one of our campuses at 6 a.m. every Sunday morning and they're cleaning and they're getting stuff ready and setting up everything in the room, all the guest services team. There are people that show up that greet you on your way in. There's an army of volunteers downstairs that that take our kids and connect with them on a personal level and, and show them Jesus and teach them about Jesus on a personal level. You know what they're doing downstairs? They're pitching a tent so that they can have an encounter with God on their level. Every day you come into this auditorium, every Sunday, someone came in early and pitched a tent outside of your camp so that you could leave your house, you could leave your job, you could leave all of your distractions behind and you could come in and have an encounter with God. See, we try to do that as a team every weekend, every time you come into this room. The big question is, are you gonna be willing to do that every day in your life so that you can hear from God? I want to hear from God. We've got our group leaders that are setting up a tent in their home every week, a tent outside of your work, outside of your home so that you can come in to their house or you can come onto this campus and having a real encounter with God and meet with him. 
We have a student ministry that every Wednesday night on all three campuses set up an environment. They pitch a tent so that middle school and high school students can come in and have an encounter with God. How bad do you want to hear from God? Moses had to hear from God. And so the Bible says that he, outside of the camp, some distance away, he made the trek to eliminate the distractions and set up the tent so that he could actually meet, meet with, with God. Verse eight, and whenever Moses went out to the tent, all the people rose and stood at the entrances to their tent, watching Moses until he entered the tent. When Moses pitched the tent, everyone knew that he was going in there to meet with God and something interesting happened. Everyone put their eyes on Moses. The second thing I want you to write down is this. Let's commit to it. This year, you're going to set the example. You're going to set the example. I love how everyone looked at Moses. I know leadership books are really popular. And if you talk to people like everybody wants to be a leader, I disagree with that 100%. Most people are looking for someone to follow. Most people are not willing to put in the time to lead. They're not willing to put in the sacrifice and the effort to lead. Most people simply want someone to tell them what to do. It's probably a big uh, complaint in your office. Well, I just wish somebody would just tell me what to do. I'm unclear on my job description. In fact, that's the first thing you're going to ask when you take a new job. Can somebody give me a job description? Let me translate that for you. I need for someone to tell me what to do. Most people want to be followers. But what about you? We are never going to reach the world looking just like the world. Somebody's got to set the example. Somebody has to get outside of their tent, get outside of the town and pitch a tent. Let me talk to the fellows in the room. Are you going to set the example? Because heads up, your wife and your kids are watching you. And they're going to watch. What's dad going to do? What's husband going to do? Is he going to lead? Or is he waiting on somebody else to lead? Everyone outside was standing at their house watching Moses as he went to his. As he went and said, hey, this is going to be a priority. And you're going to see in these next verses how powerful it is to set an example. You're going to see what happens when one person is willing to do the right thing and how it impacts not only his life, but the lives of millions of people for generations to come. Make the commitment now that you want to hear from God. Number two, make the commitment now. You're going to be the one to set the example. You're not going to wait on me to do it. You're not going to wait on somebody else to do it, somebody older, somebody different, somebody in charge. You're going to set the example. Verse nine, something amazing happens. As Moses went into the tent, the pillar of cloud would come down and stay at the entrance while the Lord spoke with Moses. When Moses walked into the tent, the Bible says a pillar of cloud would come down. And that pillar symbolized the presence of God. Can you imagine what that would look like? Well, you don't have to because through the miracle of special effects. <laughs> imagine being a person standing at their house and they're looking at Moses as he walks into the tent and all of a sudden 
a pillar of cloud comes down. Number three, I, I don't want you to miss this. Write this down. Make the commitment now. You're going to take the next step. Take the next step. Watch what happens here. The Bible says that as Moses walked into the tent, the pillar of cloud came down. The pillar of cloud did not come down before Moses was willing, willing to step forward. A movement of God in your life could happen this year when you stop waiting on God and you take the next step. What if you stepped into the tent? What if you took the next step? Can you imagine that? God waiting on you to move. Hey, I'll answer that prayer if you'll pray it. Hey, I'll speak to you if you pitch the tent. Hey, I'll do something radical in your life if you'll make it a priority and you'll be the one that sets the example. I'll do it. As Moses walked into the tent, God stepped down. Man, I wonder if God is waiting on you to show some faith before he's, his hand moves in your life. I wonder if God is waiting to say, I wanna see how much you believe. I wanna know what you really think about me. I'm waiting on a step of obedience before I show you something else. My, my dad was a, a pastor and uh, he gave me this young or advice as I was a young pastor. There were seasons in my life where I desperately wanted to hear from God. Seasons in my life where I was asking God questions and, and it felt like he wasn't giving me any answers. Like there was, there was nothing, it was like radio silence. And so I asked my dad, that. I was like, dad, you ever get in a season where you're just asking God for advice? You want to know what the next steps are, and, but, but there's silence? And he said, yeah. I said, what do you do during those times? And he gave me some advice that I'll never forget. He said, if you're ever asking God for an answer and he's not giving you one, then I want you to stop and think back about the last thing that he told you to do and ask yourself, have I done it? Because if you haven't done the last thing that God told you to do, why would he tell you anything else? If God couldn't trust you with what he gave you in the past, why would he give you any more in the future? Maybe the answer you're waiting on is gonna hinge on your willingness to be obedient with what you already know. Moses pitched the tent and he walked into the tent and that's when the pillar came down. How in the world can God trust us with future blessings if we're not being faithful with the present commands that he's given us. How? You wanna know a good way for your 2023 to not be any different than your 2022? Take what you already know and do nothing with it. <laughs> you wanna know how your 2023 will be different than your 2022? Take what you already know and do something with it. Apply it to your life. Exercise that faith. Take that next step in obedience. The interesting thing about the cloud, I don't want us to get distracted. Um, the cloud was not God. The cloud was the vessel that God used to get to Moses. The Bible says that when the cloud came down, the presence of God stepped out of the cloud and went into the tent of meeting. And we gotta be careful because sometimes we confuse the cloud with God. Uh, there's times where, where I'll come in here and uh, man, if my favorite song is sung, and, and I really like that song and they hit all the notes right and the lights 
are hitting the haze, the cloud, just right. And I'm on the front row, like, it'll give you goosebumps, right? It'll give you chills. And if we're not careful, we can miss God because of the cloud. Yeah, great sound system and lights in, in, a, in a cool environment like this and all the technology that we have, that's just the cloud. That's just the way that God uses to connect with you. Don't, don't confuse feelings with, with God. Don't confuse like this, these goosebumps that you have with, with God. I've known churches that are full of people and totally void of the presence of God. I don't wanna be a church like that. I don't wanna be a church where you come in and hear all the great songs and totally miss God. Where you come in and there's a pastor that knows how to tell a joke and knows how to connect with people, but you never move forward in your relationship with God. If that ever becomes our church, if I were you, I'd go to a different church. I wanna connect with God. It's not about the cloud. It's about the God that's inside of, of the cloud. This cloud comes down, the scriptures say that God steps out of the cloud to meet with Moses. And in verse 10, it says, whenever the people saw the pillar of cloud standing at the entrance to the tent, they all stood and worshiped, each at the entrance to their tent. Whenever they saw God, here's what happened. All of the people stood and worshiped. Now, this is really frustrating for me as a pastor. I gotta be honest with you. Um, because I find it very hard to worship unless like everything is right. Um, like the lyrics gotta be on the screen. Like the environment has to be really good for me. Maybe you're more spiritual than I am and you've memorized all of the lyrics and that's awesome. Maybe you should be the pastor here. Uh, but like, I gotta, I gotta have it. Like I gotta have my ducks in a row, right? And the interesting point was, was this. The Bible says that when people see God, they worshiped. Moses didn't step out and say, all right, everybody stand up and worship with me. <laughs> they didn't have to fire a countdown to instruct everybody on when to start singing. They didn't have to have lyrics on the screen and, and like all the fancy bells and whistles. This is what I appreciate about Kristen so much, our worship leader here. Like every song that we sing is about God. It all points to God. You want to know why? Because when people see God, they worship. You don't have to force it. You don't have to teach people. You don't have to get up here and be like, all right, raise this hand, raise this hand. No, when people see God, they worship. That's what we're trying to do every day. Every time we open up the Bible, I'm just trying to point you to Jesus. Why? Because if you see Jesus, you worship. Every song we sing, it's not about you. It's about God. Why? Because when you see God, you'll worship. That's what we're here for. We're here to worship. Listen to this, man. When the people saw God, they broke out in song. They broke out in worship. The adults, the little kids, each in their own tent. They didn't have to come to the church. They didn't have to have the lights and all the bells and whistles in the haze machine. Well, they did have a haze machine that day, but they, <laughs> I guess. But they didn't have to have all of that to connect with God. All they needed was God. And they saw God and they gave him the only response that someone can give when you truly connect with God. And that's worship. The people began to, to worship. Man, I hope that when you come in here, you're not here to see a group of amazing vocalists and instrumentalists. I hope you're not coming in here just to hear a pep talk for 20 minutes or so to, to get you through the day. I hope you're coming in here to encounter God. You show up every day wanting to encounter God, that'll change your 2023. It'll, it'll put you on a different, a different track. Here's, here's the last verse, verse 11.
the Lord would speak to Moses face to face as one speaks to a friend. I, I, I can't even wrap my head around that. Moses spoke to God face to face. Listen to this, as one speaks to a friend. You know, there's a big difference between speaking to someone that you don't really know and speaking to a friend. Like, you're comfortable with a friend. You don't have to use the right grammar with a friend. Right? It's personal with a friend. Man, what an, what an amazing goal to have. Last, last thing I want you to write down is this. When it comes to prayer and being under the, crowd, under the cloud, intimacy is the goal. That's the goal. It's intimacy. Moses didn't want something from God. Moses wanted God. That's how you talk to a friend. When you have a relationship with someone, it's not, well, can you do this for me? And will you give me this? And can you bail me out of this? It's just like, no, it's just us. We're just friends. How's life? How you feeling? What's going on? Catch me up. How's your family? How are you? It's a real relationship. That's what Moses wanted. He didn't set up the tent to come in with a list of, hey, God, all right, here's a list of 10 things that I need. And, and maybe that's why some of you, man, your prayer life may be like, it feels like hitting a wall because like, let's be honest, man, if, if the only time I ever talked with you was when you were asking me for stuff, <laughs> I probably wouldn't want to talk to you very much. But if we had a relationship, if there was closeness, if there was intimacy, then it makes the time together even better. Intimacy was the goal for Moses. Too often we want something from God. You want to know something that will change your 2023? Instead of your relationship with God being built on what I want from God, what if you just made a commitment today that this year I just want God. I want more of God. I want to hear from God. I want to be with God. I want to be a friend of God. I want to speak to God. I want to connect with God. I want intimacy with God. I want wisdom from God. I want discernment from God. I, I just, God, I just want you. That's all I want. Not something from you. I just want to be with you. Moses spoke to God face to face as one speaks to a friend. Last part says this, then Moses would return to the camp, but his young aide Joshua, son of Nun, did not leave the tent. <laughs> Moses was the leader of the Israelite people. And anytime you read the word Joshua, the name Joshua in, in the Bible, it always points to the future. See, Moses was the leader that would lead them out of the promised land, but Joshua was ultimately the, the one that would lead them into the promised land. I mean, when you, when you think about Joshua, there's a lot, of, a lot of heroic stories that happen in the Bible around this guy's name. Moses was told this, God, God told Moses, he said, when I move, you move with me. Right? You remember that? God would be in the cloud at night in the fire by day. And God told Moses, anytime you see that move, you, you better follow it. You know what God told Joshua? God told Joshua, wherever you go, I will be with you. Wherever your feet hits the ground, I will give it to you, whatever direction you walk into. With, with, with Joshua, he was the one that escorted the people into the promised land. Think about that, Joshua and the walls of Jericho. When I think about what God spoke to Joshua, when Moses left the tent, and then it was just Joshua and God, I think about the intimacy that was built. 
I think about the relationship that was had. I think about what Joshua learned. And I think it was in that time that he grew that intimacy that Joshua could confidently tell his people, I want you to walk around the walls of Jericho and check this out. You know how we're gonna win? We're gonna shout. We're just gonna yell (laughs) after walking around the walls seven times and God said, that's how we're gonna be given the victory. How in the world do you come up with a plan like that under the cloud? That happens when you learn how to hear from God and spend time under the cloud. Do you know that Joshua was fighting a battle and and he prayed that God would give him more daylight? (laughs) And the Bible tells us that the sun stood at the top of the sky for 24 straight hours because Joshua asked for it. How do you do that when you spend time under the cloud? When, When you get focused on that. Joshua was mentored by the greatest leader in all of the Bible. He was a brilliant military commander. But if you want to know the key to Joshua and Moses' success, it's simple, under the cloud. They wanted the cloud more than they wanted the crowd. Very few leaders want that. Most leaders want to stand up in front of a crowd. The best leaders want to get under the cloud. Most people in this life are searching for clout. What's gonna change your life is if you stop searching for clout and get under the cloud. Most people want impact and influence. You will never have that apart from intimacy. Chase intimacy first and watch how God expands your territory. Watch how God gives you more influence and more impact in everything that you touch, in your family, in your job, in your finances, in your relationship with him, in your physical and emotional and mental health. All of that is impacted when you decide to take a moment and get under the cloud. So it's time to stop talking about it. Time to start being about it. This is the year where you move from making a resolution to making a commitment. You do those four things, your life will change. I'm telling you, for the next few weeks, we're gonna talk about what it means to be under the cloud. When the 21 days of prayer starts, the whole theme of it is under the cloud. Get under the cloud in 2023 and your life will change, promise you. Let's pray together. God, help us to not want to take the shortcut. Help us to not think that there's something we can substitute, charisma over the cloud, clout over the cloud. God, impact and influence over intimacy. It does not work that way, God. Help us to see that clearly now, to make the commitment right now that we're gonna be men and women that stay under the cloud, to see that as the key to our success in life, to see that as as the way that we flip the switch from airplane mode to connection with you. God, it is that connection, that intimacy in which we gain our power and our purpose. That changes our year, it changes our family, it changes our life and will impact generations to come. God, help us to be a people that remain under the cloud. Give us the wisdom to know what to do with the words that we have just heard and the courage to take the next step this morning. I ask and pray those things in your son Jesus' name. Thanks for listening to the Revo podcast. We believe everyone has a next step to take in their relationship with Jesus. If you would like more information on what that means for you, 
or if you have any questions about today's message, please email us at info at discoverrevo.com.